0: Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a humble man from Oregon turned paratrooper, about to jump into France as part of Easy Company, 2nd Battalion 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment in the 101st Airborne Division. With me again to help lead Easy Company is my good friend and one of the coaches for Vanguard Tactics. A leader of this band of brothers, he's the Lieutenant Richard Winters to my private Donald Malarkey, Mr. Michael Costello. Mike, how's it going? Uh, well,
1: thank you. That is quite the, uh, quite the um, renowned, yeah, Winters. Imagine that. Um, yes, what a classic show. What a classic, probably the best um, war TV show in existence. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: It was, yeah. it was, and it it was coming out right around the time when I was still in the army. So it was like, especially big to us. It was like, yeah. And I, because I was with the 82nd who also jumped into France for D-Day. It's a big part of our history. Yeah. And so that show was just all about motivation and us yeah. watching that. Yeah. So, nice. Nice. Uh, anyway. Um, so today, the reason I, I, I brought up something infantry and, and uh, world war II related is because we today, we're talking obviously Imperial guard. Mm-hmm. So uh, excuse me, Astro um, we're going to talk some index cards for Astro Militarium, Uh But first, let's real take a quick break for uh, The Outpost.
2: The competitive 40K podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in-store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables, and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out w- uk, or go and visit them in store.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget to like, share, subscribe, leave us a five star review if you'd be so kind. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. I'm on there at, at infantrylawyer40k. Mike is on there at, at vt underscore Mike underscore. And of course, Steven's on there at, at the Vanguard Tactics. And with that, let's talk about uh, everyone's favorite. Horde Army of Indirect Fire, uh, the <laughs> Astro Militarum. Um, Mike, so what's the, what's the expectations? Uh, I mean, they're one of the most iconic armies in the game, but what, what's, what what's the expectation? Um, is it just Horde infantry? So
1: um, I think it's probably one of the books that has the most versatile ways to play the army. Um, and I think that's a, a combination of, because a lot of their units are, are reasonably cheap, so, you're able to really lean into different aspects. So, I would say there's probably three to four ways that you can use this army, including as it is at the moment with the index. Um, you've got obviously the artillery um, side of things, so running loads of indirect units supported by some infantry in the field um, and some sentinels and stuff. You've got obviously a tank heavy um, army build. Uh, with 10th edition having OC on vehicles, um, this is now a far more viable build for, for doing the mission. So having your Lehman Russes, your Rogal Dawns, uh, even some of the super heavies now um, doesn't hurt you as much when it comes to actually playing the mission. Uh, then you've got like a mechanized infantry. So you can, you've can got three different dedicated transports. That means you could take potentially 18 transports in an army. Uh, um, and the infantry is dead cheap as well. So uh, that's not it's actually a reasonably viable to way to play the game you know putting high oc units on onto objectives in your opponents so in your turn um and forcing your opponent to remove them so that's a way you could go with it uh, and then of course you've got like the general combined arms um where you've got you know a couple of artillery units maybe a couple of tanks and maybe a couple of mechanized assets um but you can you can really there's so much flavor uh in the guard and you can really lean into any of those um aspects of uh warfare that you want to okay cool so the uh the army rule is
0: called voice of command so um for anybody that played into um imperial guard for the last several editions any of the last several editions you're familiar with them the officers giving out orders to everybody else around them so what what orders are did they take
1: out what are they what what orders do we have left now um okay so there's only six orders Um, in, in the last codex in ninth edition, there were 18 and they were spread across, um, you know, vehicle commanders, uh, commissars, so prefectus orders, and then the regimental orders. Now everybody has access to the same set of orders. Um, and there's six and they're super simple. I really like this change because yeah, it's just so much, so much easier to, to manage. Um, and what we've got here is move, move, move so now this is just a flat plus three to your move characteristic great yeah um we've got fixed bayonets as you might expect this is plus one weapon skill okay so that would stack with any plus ones to hit that you could have likewise take aim is plus one ballistic skill which again could stack with a plus one to hit then we've got one of my personal favorites first rank fire second rank fire uh, which is improve the attacks characteristic of rapid-fire weapons equipped by models in this unit by one. Um, so if you've got your LAS guns at normal range, they're going to get two shots each, three shots at, at half range, and then, yes, you're going to start looking at things like plasma guns and hotshot volley guns because they're rapid-fire as well. So you can actually increase the amount of damage that you're normally which you normal infantry put out just by using those orders. Then we've got take cover. Um, so this one improves the save characteristic of models in the unit. Um, but cannot improve a save to better than three plus. As it improves the save by one. Um, this is going to have zero effect on anything that already has a three plus save because it's changing the characteristic. Right. So It's not going to work anything like armor contempt. Okay. So, you, yeah, you're, so you're not
0: going to change it to counter. So if somebody, yeah, you're not yeah. counteracting. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's very good on things like Kassakin and Scions. I mean, even the normal infantry um, really, really helps keep them alive because it also works in melee. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and I should say it's until the next, start your next command phase that these orders take effect. Um, so you'll have your extra save, you know, through your turn, any combats that happen, add your opponent's one. And then the last one is Duty and Honor, which is improve the leadership and objective control characteristics of models in this unit by one, which can get pretty mad, as we'll see later.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. And it, it's funny, you know, I was just talking to, um, one of my best friends that I grew up with uh, on the phone last night, and he and I used to, we, we learned 40 K around the same time, but he is sort of got tired with the constant changes of rules and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he was talking about, he had, he, all he knows about 10th edition is like many people, what he's heard online. And I'm like, no, no, don't listen to it. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, and I was talking about how everything has been streamlined. So it's interesting to see that, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize that Imperial guard had 18 orders in the yeah. last edition. I knew it was a lot and it was more than this, but I didn't realize it was 18 of them. So having less stratagems, less orders, it just makes things so much simpler. And these are yeah. all, like you said, they're very simple, straightforward. Add three HD movement, plus one weapon skill, plus one skill. Like When I played at Lone Star, I played into an Imperial Guard list and it was very simple. The guy was like, all right, I'm going to do this, this unit, this unit getting first rank fire, second rank fire. Everybody else is getting take aim.
1: All right, cool. cool. Got it. No problem. Cool. Nice and yeah. simple. Nice. So, um, there is one last thing to add. Uh, for anybody that is coming over from the last edition. Um, So each time an officer issues an order, um, you select a friendly unit within six inches to get that order. There's no spreading of orders. Okay, So it's a one-for-one scenario, this edition. If you've got two orders you can issue, that means that just two units are going to receive the benefits. In the previous edition, you could issue an order to one unit, and then the same order could spread out to other units within six. Oh, yeah, with the yeah. radios, the comms yeah. arrays or whatever it was. So yeah, there's, that's there's right. The, none of that anymore. Um, if you're shocked, then you can't be affected by orders, and um, you lose the effects of any orders that are currently affecting you. Uh, a unit cannot be affected by more than one order at a time. Uh, there are some exceptions, uh, and the latest one would obviously overrule the, the first one, which makes sense. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's pretty much all of the little nitty-gritty stuff covered. All right, and then
0: the detachment rule is uh, Born Soldiers, which was basically the faction rule for 9th edition. Is it any yeah. different?
1: Um, it, it works very slightly different, this edition. Um, so it's each time an astro unit from your army remains stationary. Uh, remain stationary is something you do in your movement phase, uh, like it's one of the options. Um, right. Until the end of the turn, uh, range attacks gain lethal hits. What this means is because you don't have the opportunity to remain stationary in your opponent's turn, you don't get this ability in your opponent's turn so none of your overwatch is going to get lethal hits because you haven't oh, okay. remained stationary if that makes sense got it okay solid ability yeah um
3: yeah
0: it's all right all right so we will come back to enhancements and strats um and we will come back uh to start the data sheets in just a second let's take a quick stop uh to acknowledge colorforge
2: the Competitive 4K Podcast is supported by ColorForge. I found Colour Forge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base colors so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products.
0: All right, before we get into data sheets, uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the uh, password for the uh, competitive Warhammer 40k community Facebook page. Uh, The password last month was Angron. Uh, This month, we are going to, uh, it is going to be Leontis, which I think we used once before, but that's okay. Uh, Since we're talking... Imperial Guard today is our first uh, recording in the month of August. We're going to use Leontis. Spell it however you want. Just You guys are hilarious with some of you, how some of you guys get phonetically correct. So, uh, And yes, I know some of you guys are, aren't primary English speakers. It's okay. I'm not making fun of you. I just think it's, it's cool the way different people spell things. So, uh, with that, let's get into some data sheets. And uh, I guess we should start with Lord Solar Leontis himself.
1: Yes. Yes, we should. Uh as should anybody that's about to write a list with Astro Pilitarum, to be honest. Uh, this guy is um, auto-include. You need him. Absolutely need him. Uh, so, uh, go on. Yeah, no, go ahead. So he's, he's got the leader ability. What, before we get into what his abilities are going to do, what, what units can he lead? Uh, so he can lead Rough Riders, Cadian Shock Troops, Catch and Jungle Fighters, Death Courts of Krieg, Infantry Squad, and Casakin. Um, I think it would be
0: hilarious watching him lead a bunch of Cadish and jungle fighters with their Rambo bandanas and their, and their green yep. camo. And he's up there on his white horse with his white cape. But,
1: <laughs> he is um, massive, by the way. Like, he, he's on a, an 80 mil base. Um, like That's the same size as a Leviathan dreadnought. Right. Um, and he is tall. He is a big... Big model. Um, So leading these. I
0: I haven't seen one in the wild yet. In fact, I think the only one I've seen painted that wasn't like, you know, from the GW website was yours. And so I I haven't got a scale for it yet, but I believe you. It's it's just the idea of him standing and sitting up on a horse above these guys. But
1: isn't he also like up on a rock or something too? Yeah, he's on like a dead titan's head. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it's quite annoying because I played a game with him recently and uh, his sword poked over the top of a ruin, (laughs) which is very. Pretty annoying, yeah. um, because he's just so high up. But uh, yeah, so he he can lead a bunch of units. Um, what this does mean is that he doesn't have loan operate loan operative or anything. So uh, if you do have right. one his own, he is a legitimate target for shooting. So chuck him in one of these squads. It's what I would yeah. recommend doing. Give him bodyguard for sure.
0: All right, yeah. and then uh, he's got his um sword. It's his sword conquest, and he's got his pistol. Still the righteous gaze, um, mm. but.
1: I don't think that's where you're taking him. No, no. Uh, I will mention the Righteous Gaze is only two damage, not three. Um, Oh, okay. It used to be three. Oh, okay. (laughs) It used to just snipe custodies. Anyway, (laughs) um, so the Lord Solar, at the start of your command phase, you gain uh, a command point if he's on the battlefield. Cool. Um, There are lots of ways to get command points with the guard, but this is a nice, consistent way of knowing you're getting that command point. Um, handy, yeah, but not the main reason you're taking him. Um, then we've got the collegiate Astrolux. So after both players have deployed their armies, select up to three astralvillitarium units from your army and de- redeploy them. When doing so, you can set those units up in strategic reserves if you wish, regardless of how many units are already in strategic reserves. Now, um, I know that this says after both players have deployed their armies. Uh, this has been asked quite a lot and argued quite a lot. Um, in the rules commentary, on page ten, yes, I know what page it is. On the bottom <laughs> you right, you've it so many times. <laughs> on the bottom right, it tells you about pre-game abilities, uh, and then even in the Leviathan mission pack, it has a little booklet um, that also tells you about them. And when this pre-battle ability occurs, and it's after the roll-off the first turn, but before the first turn begins, um, so you will know who's going first before you use this ability. Um, it, it is incredibly useful. Um, with with the of time for deploying defensively or aggressively, um, or going into strategic strategic reserves. Okay, all right, cool.
0: And um, I can say from a little bit of personal experience, having gotten in my six games at Lone Star Open, choosing which units to put in strategic reserve is so vitally important for mission play. Yeah, because if especially if you're doing tacticals, you, you're gonna be turn three, and all of a sudden you're gonna pull the you Know, deploy teleport numbers or something where you need to be in the corners of the battlefield or you need it. Mm-hmm. It, you know, putting putting 70 strategic reserve, I think, I feel like because of the tactical missions is such a it is so much more important than it was in ninth when yeah. it was just like, oh, I, I just want my uh retributors to come in from the side and multi melt or something or something. You know, it's, no, 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 you for mission play, you need this, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So, so here's the re- real reason you take him, okay. Orders. This officer can issue up to three orders to Astra Militarum units. Any Astra Militarum unit. Period full stop. So he's giving plus one ballistic skill to your Baneblade. That's right, or three Baneblades. Uh oh, okay. if you want to go that route. he um, can give it <laughs> At
0: which point you're, at which point I think your list is four units? Three main yeah, blades probably.
1: and Leontis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he is criminally cheap um, at the moment. He is, um, where is he? Lord Solar. He's 125 points. That is fairly inexpensive. Uh, now, I appreciate that he's going to join a unit that, which is relatively easy to kill. But, you know, you can end up with a lot of models in these units to protect him. Anyway, so he can issue three orders to uh, any abhuman human units. Ogrins, whatever. Aircraft, okay, because they don't have squadron or regiment. So you can issue orders to aircraft, which is great. <laughs> um, artillery, uh, vehicles. So outside of a tank commander, Leontis is the only model that can issue orders to any of your vehicles um, that are squadron. Okay. Which is why you need to take him, because your vehicles are pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he must be your warlord, of
1: course. Yes, he must be a world.
0: All right. Very cool. And he's got a movement of 12 inches, but that's not going to really matter because he's probably going to slog around with an yeah. infantry squad or, or somebody with the six. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on. Uh, obviously, we cannot go through every data sheet because yeah. we would be here for two hours because Astromelterm has a number of units that now, well, now that several units are being legended from uh, Space Marines now mm. competes with the number that Space Marines have. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, what's the next character
1: we should talk about? Uh, well, we'll talk about Creed. Um, okay. Because she's, she's also very good. Uh, so she uh, can lead Cadian's infantry uh, squads or Caskin. She issues two orders to regiment units. And her own unit, while she's leading it, can be affected by up to two different orders um, at the same time. Uh, And then she's got the ability once per battle round for a regiment unit within 12 inches to be targeted with a stratagem for zero command points, even if another unit from your army has already been targeted um, with that stratagem this phase. Uh, We'll come to the the stratagems later, but there's quite a few two-command point ones. This is a great way of um, doing one called Fields of Fire. Um, But you could equally use it on core stratagems like Grenade, um and other ways just to up your damage output. Yeah. Um and grenade and tank
0: shocker are, are not to be underestimated. No, those are absolutely not. Those strats are are clutch. All right. So uh and she's got a four up with a five up invuln, so she's not super tanky, but it, just no. in case you chew through her bodyguard unit,
1: mm-hmm. she's
0: got a chance of surviving a couple of hits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's not All too right. bad. Um. All right. We then got um a Castellan single model. Issues one order, sustained hits one, and uh, fallback and and shoot. It's the only option for fallback and shoot available across the army, Um, so if you want your infantry to be fully functional, uh, this guy's a good option, and then of course sustained hits is quite nice as well. Okay. Right. Uh... I'll just skip very quickly over the tank commander. It issues one order squadron units, and can issue it at 12. It also shoots on death. Um, Other than that, This guy's never going to hit on anything better than a four because you can't give it orders. Um, And is 240 points uh, as it stands, so he's more expensive than any normal tank that you could get to hit on threes. Um, So unfortunately, a bit lackluster, this guy. So leave him at home and just let Leontis hand out all the orders to your tank. Exactly, exactly. If this guy could do two orders, we might be talking, but as it stands, not great. Yeah. Um, Then I think it's important to talk about what are the command squads? Just kind of how it functions. So, the Cadian Command Squad, um, this is essentially a character, your officer, and then four veterans. And each of their pieces of war gear give them uh, a specific upgrade um, that affects the unit. Now, these can be attached to a Cadian Shock Troops unit. Um, So, they're a bit like a normal character can. Uh, And then, Cadian Shock Troops themselves can have two leaders attached. So, you could have the command squad here attached to the unit and you can have another character like Creed or the Castellan also attached to that unit. Okay. And Cadians can go up to 20 so you start to have some of these really huge units benefiting from orders and stratagems uh, and so on. Um, So the Cadians, while they've got the command squad in there, they ignore any of their modifiers to their characteristics um, which is a bit of a sleeper because that does mean they're ignoring obviously hit roll and wound roll modifiers Right. But also means they're ignoring uh, AP and damage modifiers. So pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, Don't underestimate that unit. And then they've got a master Vox, which allows officers in the unit to um, issue orders at 24 inches. Very, very useful. Uh, If you've got Lord Solar in there, he'd be able to issue orders 24 inches away. Um, So... You always take one of those. You've got field of pain, 6 up from the Medic, um, which on 26-plus guys, you know, not bad. Uh, and not then we've got the Regimental Standard, which is plus one to the OC of models in a unit. Cadian Shock Troops are OC2 already. So with a banner involved, they're OC3, and then there's an order to make them each OC4. Right. So if you really feel the need to flip an objective... Yeah, these guys will do it. You know, uh, a full squad is going to be at least OC 80 Um, (laughs) because
3: you've got 20 games that are OC 40.
0: That's kind of silly.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also noticed that the the command squad, and I I haven't looked down yet at the other data sheets, but the command squad's got a leadership of seven. I, you know, historically Imperial Guard were not known for their staunch leadership uh, characteristics. They were, you just sort of expected them to break. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool that they're they're not just, you know, they're not going to be failing battle shock
1: predictably left, right and center. No, no. On an, on an average roll. Yeah, they'll pass. Um, yeah, OK, it's quite nice. Um, so if we skip through some of the characters, uh, obviously Strachan's in there. Um, the primary psycho I will mention because I think he's a very valuable tool in the guard toolbox. So this guy um, gives you a 4-plus feeling of pain against psychic attacks in his unit. Okay. And at the start of your opponent's shooting phase, you roll a dice. On a 1, you take D3 more wounds. Um, on a 2-plus, until the end of the phase, the models in that unit have a 4-plus invulnerable save. Oh, okay. Okay. So 20 Cadians that are OC4, 4-plus invulnerable save in the shooting phase, 6 up feeling of pain. That's not bad. It's not bad. That's not bad. Um, however... The output from this guy is, is, is pretty impressive. Um, so we've got the Psychic Maelstrom, Focus Wickstryer, okay, and you're always going to do that. Blast, Devastating Wounds, okay. 18 shots, D6 plus three attacks. Sorry, 18-inch range, D6 plus three shots, plus whatever blast you get. Ballistic skill three plus, or two plus with an order. Strength six, AP two, two damage. Devastating Wounds. It's not bad. That's for this little guy, that is more powerful wow. than most of the psychers on foot in the game. Um, that is an incredible, incredible shooting uh, output. And if you do overcharge with hazardous, um, the way that hazardous works is if you've got other, unit, other models in the unit that have also fired a hazardous weapon, you roll all the dice at the same time, one for each model that's had a hazardous weapon um, fired. And then for each one, a model with a hazardous weapon is killed. Um, right. So you're unlikely to roll loads of ones. So if you do roll some ones, obviously don't kill this guy. Um, that mechanic's there to kind of keep the, this guy kicking around and, and doing his damage. But if you do take mortal wounds from that way on a character, um, then uh, you have to take them on the character, even if somebody else in the unit is wounded, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but you can yeah, avoid this guy dying straight away because he's only got three wounds and he'd take three mortals. Um, right. Yeah, so one one yeah. failed hazardous test if he's by himself, and he's... Yeah, dead.
0: ...paced, yeah.
1: Yeah. I can join a variety yeah. of units as well. It's
0: nice. Yeah, he's got... Let's see, he can join Cadians, Catechins, Death Corps, Infantry, Casterkins, and Tempestus Scions. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. got a... You can, you can squeeze him in wherever you may feel yeah. like you want a 4-plus invulnerable save, which... Everywhere. Um yeah. <laughs> And... Uh, and at 60 points, even if he dies, you know, on turn three, you've still probably got your value out of him. Not bad. Yeah, the, the, the output's
1: worth 60 points alone. Um, yeah. 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 Great unit. Right. Great unit. All right. Uh, how about Gaunt's Ghosts? Are they worth the mention? I love the models. The, the models are great. Absolutely great. Uh, so Larkin, the sniper in the squad, does have um, a heavy precision one shot 2 plus to hit strength 5 ab2 flat 4 damage sniper rifle
0: um, how does this dude have a pretty better cool. have a better sniper rifle than space marine eliminators we won't even start on on my on my uh, <laughs> tau, tau
1: sniper drones but <laughs> um, holy
0: crap
3: that's really yeah, that's, good
1: that's really good that's a really good sniper rifle yes and then there's a variety of different weapons here in general strength 3 uh, not doing a huge amount of damage. There is, however, a four shot auto cannon from Bragg. Um, which does three damage instead of two. Like well, no, other actually, auto all auto cannons are three damage now. Oh, are they? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but it is four shots, uh, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, they always get cover. The unit is lone operative, which is a rare circumstance. The whole unit is lone operative. Nice. Um, which is a, a good reason to take them. Uh, and then they have fight first as well. Uh, not that they're, you know, melee is going to be amazing, but they've got fight first, which is nice. Uh, And then um, they can issue two orders, uh, or rather, Gaunt himself can issue two orders to Regiment or Gaunt's Ghost units. So he can order himself and other people. Uh, And they're only I think 115 points. Oh, and of course, I forgot their main ability. Any opponent's turn, um, they can go off the board and come back on in your following turn uh, from Deep Strike, um, which is a very useful ability.
0: For 115 points, you get Gaunt and six and five other guys, so it's a six-man unit. They have fights first, infiltrators, lone operative, stealth. They always get the benefits of cover, and they can come on and off the table as they want. Never mind their damage output for scenario play; they're stupidly good. For 115 <laughs> points, I pay. I pay 170 for my. Um, <laughs> Uh, for my uh, ghost keels for scenario play and lone operative. And I happily pay 170 points, 115 and they're, you know, miniature infantry size. You can actually hide them behind terrain if you need to. Yeah. Wow. I would, I think those should be a near auto take that they're, they're good.
1: They're, yeah. they're all right. Yeah. They're pretty good. Pretty good for me. All right.
0: Play. Uh, all right. But moving on before I, you know, we, we get yeah. caught up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, we've got regimental attaches, they join command squads, so you can start to get up to 30 in the squad. They've got a variety of buffs, a really nice one is the um, no deep strike within 12 inches of the astropath, that's quite a nifty ability. Um, and you you playing into GSE in your local meta? Exactly, exactly. The other ones we've got um, obviously an artillery buff and an aircraft buff, uh, nothing hugely special there though. Artillery getting sustained hits one is not bad though. It's not bad, this guy would have to see the target. Um, oh. oh yeah he's supposed to be like downside. Okay. Yeah. then we got some bodyguards um, can't go through everything guys sorry uh, yeah. shock troops Cadian shock troops so we'll blow past regular infantry because
0: there's no respect for in the infantry alright <laughs> um, and then Cadian uh, shock troops alright why are they better than regular infantry because I'm pretty sure Cadia fell
1: uh, yeah but they're sort of uh, inspired their um out for vengeance you know right. proving themselves i'm sure there's new training camps for cadians i don't i don't know how it works probably um so at the end of your command phase if the units within range of objective marker and you leave it and you control it sorry if, and you control it and then you leave it it's still under your control they've got sticky objectives right okay and for a 65 point unit that is gold yes especially if you can run it up the board in these 20 30 man blobs with maybe a four pin run they're going to run around sticking objectives for you with OC 80. So yeah, pretty good. All right. And then what's the Voxcaster ability? Um, So uh, if you've got a Voxcaster, if you target the bearers unit with a stratagem um, on a five up, you get a CP. If there's an officer within six inches, um, then it's on a four up. Okay. So pretty reliably across the army, if you're using stratagems, going to get a CP back. Okay. Okay. yeah, but obviously it doesn't stack with Lord Solar's ability, right? So that's a, if you don't take Lord Solar, yeah, pretty much. Or if he's dead at that point, what are you doing with your life? Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, then we got Death Court of
1: Krieg. They worth the look? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So these guys get plus one to the hit roll um, if they're below starting strength, plus one to wound if they're below half strength. Uh, if you have got twenty of these, both of those conditions aren't that hard to fulfil. Uh, more importantly, they've got the Death Court medic pack. Uh, so the start of your command phase. If the unit's below starting strength, you can return up to D3, uh, Death Troopers to the unit. Uh, nice way of bringing models back, uh, either onto objectives or to avoid battle shock, that kind of thing. Nice. Alright. Very cool. Um, and the models and are really cool. The models are great, and you can actually get up to six uh, special weapons across 20 models, which is you know, not bad. Okay. Alright. Very cool.
0: Um, and then um, the the personal favorite for um Anybody who grew up in the 80s, the Caddish and Jungle Fighters. Um, yeah, these are a bit
1: sad, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
3: Not, you get plus uh, one doing it.
1: strength and AP if they charged, but they've only got oh. one attack each that hits on a four. So, yeah. Why? Yeah, it's not. It's a bit sad. So, really, uh,
0: you're only taking them because they've got the Scout six inch. Yeah. And because they're cool. And because they're cool. Um. All right. And then, or, uh, and if you, well, you don't even need to take them to take Slime Arbo because Slime yeah. Arbo is a blown operative, so he's not joining yeah. the squad anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Cassockin.
1: Okay. These are cool. I really like these. I think there's play in the Astro Retirement elite units. Cassockin uh, have Scout 6. All right. They're, I mean, they're, they're like normal guard, but they've got 4 up save. Uh, they're only OC1. Uh, so you have Scout 6. And then Warrior Elite, so in your command phase, uh, you can select one order to affect this unit until the start of your next command phase in addition to any other orders issued to this unit by an officer model. I read this to mean that you have to issue an order in order to get this ability. Um, I don't know how you read it, but...
0: It says you can select one order to affect this unit.
1: Yeah, but it says in addition to any other orders issued.
0: Yeah, I would say that you can, like, you... you you pick it. So say you want to give them take aim, right? They okay. now have take aim because you've selected that. And now you go around issuing your orders. Now you can have, oh, okay, you know, right. somebody else can go. Also, you get first rank fire, second rank fire, because their, their hotshot volley guns, rapid
1: fire. So yeah. well, that makes them even better. Um, yeah. Yeah. And these guys, you got four special weapons, um, maximum two of, of any given one. Uh, and then a sniper rifle, which is damage three. Um, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I've actually sniped out a um, of the Cult character from a unit of um, aberrants, which was very cool. Excellent! Kill those nexos. Yeah, exactly. Now they do have a very nifty uh, war gear ability. So the Melter Mine, which you always take um, once for battle start of any phase, select one enemy unit within three inches of the bearer. Roll one d six. On a two plus, the enemy unit suffers d three mortal wounds, or two d three mortal wounds if it is a vehicle. Okay. I mean, there's a fair few ways to get damage out from these guys, uh, yeah. especially if you consider the grenade stratagem as well. And with a four-up save, you could give them the order for plus one save. Oh yeah, make them three up. And they're three up, and the benefits of cover. Yeah, uh, these yeah. guys are okay. uh, pretty solid. Um, reasonably costed, I guess, 120 points. Um, yeah, yeah it
0: that, that seems for, for all for for the potential that they have to pull off some really cool stuff. I'd say that yeah. 120 seems reasonable. Very cool. All right, so we'll keep moving on now right? because obviously we got to get into, you know, the real reason everybody plays Imperial Guard tanks.
1: <laughs> so I'm yeah. still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. Still Ogrins. Um, I'll cover the Engine Seer uh, as a buff to the tanks because obviously I know people will be interested in in, in helping their tanks out. The Engine Seer gets loan operative while well, within three inches of. of- Friendly Astro Vehicles. Okay, like Tech Marine does. okay. Exactly, uh, and then um, in your command phase, you select one within three, it regains up to D3 Lost Wounds, and until the start of your next command phase, that vehicle has a four plus and vulnerable save. Wow. Yeah, okay. so not plus one to hit, but a four plus and vulnerable save, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then goes Super Saiyan if a friendly vehicle dies within 12 inches of him and gets six attacks with his axe.
0: <laughs> because that's what we care about. Yeah, Getting your engine here into combat with his axe. Um, oh, um, somebody had, I, I forget who I was talking to, had mentioned that Rattling Snipers were a good
1: choice now. Yay? Nay? What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, they're pretty good, um, but they're pretty expensive uh, as well. So Rattling's 70 points for the five of them. They have the ability to shoot and then move, which is really okay. useful because you can hide them quite easily and then they can move to the top floor of a Ruin shoot with Plunging Fire for the extra AP, Uh, and they've each got a um, shot hitting on threes, strength four, AP two, two damage with precision. Okay. Um, So they're pretty good uh, anti, well, a few things, I guess, anything that's not a vehicle. Um, They do have Infiltrators as well, so you can start them wherever you want really on the board, except your opponent's deployment zone. And they have Stealth, so they're minus one to hit. Uh, The only issue with these guys is if there's any indirect whatsoever, they're pretty much dead. Um, yeah, six up, save toughness two, one wound each. Uh, that's the only issue with these guys. Uh, so for seventy yeah. points, they're, they're a bit of a struggle to fit in. A stiff breeze will murder them. Yeah, but they are very okay. cool, and I have tried them okay. a few times. All right.
0: Uh, oh, what about your beloved Rough Riders? Yeah, uh, we
1: missed the glory days. Um, oh, the sadness in your voice. It's yeah, breaking. yeah. They so they only have one attack each now. With uh, things like the Melter Lance. That uh, and there's no unit champion that gets extra attacks or anything. Um, so, yeah, one attack. So the Melter Lance is um, hits on threes, strength nine, AP four, D six damage with Lance. So plus one a wound on the charge. Right. That's not actually bad. No. But it is only I mean, five points. You're probably winning unit. vehicles on a four up, but still, that's not great. Yeah, uh, it's only really, I, I mean realistically it's only it's only going to be four attacks across the unit because you're going to take the Goad Lance which is two attacks uh, hitting mm-hmm. on three, strength six, AP two two damage with Lance um, Okay, but it's just not enough attacks to justify it um, for 80 points I don't know, maybe there's play in them I just feel like they, yeah I don't know, yeah. I'd have to try them out but they're, they're not what they were um, that's for sure uh, Yeah they can ignore modifiers for their moves and advanced charges, and they can fall back and shoot and charge. A mobile unit uh, effectiveness, not sure yet. Right.
0: All right. So the, the horse
1: is going to stay in the stable for now. For now, yeah. Um, how about Sentinels, Scouts or Armored? I mean, people are big fans of both. Scout Sentinels are, I would say, your next go-to after Leontus. Um, oh, okay. So these guys have the rule Daring Recom. Uh start your shooting phase, select one enemy unit within 18 inches invisible to this unit, until the end of the phase, each time a friendly astro-military model makes an attack that targets that unit, reroll a hit roll of one. Great. Right. Uh, and if that attack has the indirect ability, you don't suffer the penalty to the hit roll for shooting them. Um, indirectly. Oh, okay. This buffs anything, any build that you play with, with guard. And you, there aren't really any rerolls to hit with guard, so... Get we roll ones and then a ballistic skill going up to three with an order that starts to get a bit more reliable. Doesn't require these guys to give up their shooting, uh, either. Um, and they move 10 inches. They've got scouts, nine, their guns are kind of by the by really, but they are tougher to seven now with three up, so even seven wounds. So they're actually a lot harder to kill.
0: Yeah. Which T seven and seven wounds, because that's what the, uh, the tau the Talparanas piranhas have. Um, hmm. And I ran two of those on my list at LSO. T7 and 7 wins is a really nice breakpoint. Yeah. Is for, for surviving and, you know, just, I, I think that's a really sweet profile for something light and fast like a Scout Sentinel or a Piranha or something yeah. like that. So yeah.
1: that's not bad. All it's right. awesome. Uh, and has the regiment keywords. So you can issue orders to it um, with infantry officers. Yeah. And you can, oh, you can give them all chainsaws now. And the chainsaws are three attacks.
0: Uh, strength six, AP one. So that's not bad. It's not bad. So yeah, it's not bad. all right, yeah, I I can see why. If I was an IG player, I would I would definitely be looking at taking at least one unit of these guys.
1: Yeah, all right, yeah, um, or, or several arm- individual. Yeah, was that or several individual scout sentinels just to prop oh, okay. that reroll ones to hit? Yeah, ability. All
0: right, and then the armored um, sentinels just have uh, reroll wounds against monsters and vehicles.
1: Okay. Yeah, but Dave, they have toughness eight and a two up save. Oh, how would I miss that? Yeah, um, there's no world in which a sentinel should have a two-up save. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's Terminator. No, that's agree. better armor than a
0: repulsor. Yes, that's better armor than a lot of things. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So that is, I mean, that's a bit, you know, that's a bit of sly. There, they've got away with that. But yeah, it's um, a little silly. Yeah. These guys, are, I mean, they, they, they're good. 70 points, um, they're not bad. Um, the damage isn't, like, incredible, but they do get the reroll, so a bit more reliable. And they do have the regiment keyword, which makes them a lot better because they can get those orders a lot easier, and you can use certain stratagems on them as well. So I can see a unit of three of these, maybe, um, or, or more if you're interested in that kind of thing. But, yeah, they're not bad. pretty survivable unit. Okay. Very
0: cool. All right, um, so moving on, what's the next
1: vehicle? Oh, I guess we got to talk about Rogel Dorn. Yes, the Rogaldorn. Dorn. Um, so I really like this tank. I actually think it's really solid. Um, movement 10, toughness 12, uh, 2 plus save, 18 wounds. I don't mind this thing having a 2-up save. That makes sense, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this
0: has just as good armor as that armored sentinel, folks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: good to know. That's why you want to take a Rogol Dorn.
1: If it's armored like an armored sentinel, you should get yeah. it. And then OC5, which is pretty big, too. Um, this one's got a very simple but, I think, uh, understated ability. So ablative plating, once per battle, when an attack is allocated to this model, you can change the damage characteristic uh, of that attack to zero. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is super effective against a model with devastating wounds and a huge number of damage attached to them, so a Wraith Knight for Wraith example Knight. <laughs> yeah. so you could turn that 2d6 damage into 0 and take no mortal wounds once per game, keep this guy alive um, likewise I played against uh, Imperial Knights recently uh, and there was a volcano cannon uh, or lance, whatever it's called on the Castellan uh, and I was getting ready to use this ability uh, against that so, um, yeah, solid. Right, so the shooting. Now, my personal favorite uh, loadout here is a Castigator Gatling cannon for 12 anti-infantry shots, three heavy stubbers for a total of 18 anti-infantry shots at 18 inches because it's rapid fire three, three shots each, um, and then two melty melters, a coaxial autocannon, and an oppressor cannon. Um, okay. The Oppressor Cannon is D6 plus two shots or one plus three shots, if you're me, Um, with Blast. (laughs) Hitting on fours, but obviously you can give orders to this because it's Squadron and you've got Lord Solar. who can give orders for anything anyway. Strike 12 is the the big one here because it means it's wounding on knights and things on on fours. AP2, flat three damage. Um, Yeah, solid unit all round. And 285 points might seem a lot, but actually this thing sticks around um, a long time.
0: Yeah, with 12 wounds and eight, or twelve toughness and 18 wounds and 2-up and that ablative plating, this thing's going to... It's not dying as quickly as it did in the last edition when it first showed up.
1: I am so. looking at running 2.
0: That's how much I like this thing. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, and it's just a really... It's, it is one of the coolest models that I think is in the entire range. It's
1: close to being the best tank in the range for... The entire range of forty k, uh, yeah. it's very um, pattern vibes. If, if you know your terms.
0: Yeah. oh absolutely. Um, and the the, um, the the bane blade and, and all the variants have some of the like the best gun stats. But yeah. uh, the, as everyone who has seen a bane blade knows, getting one to move around the battlefield is a completely different conversation. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I think, the rogel dorn is the perfect middle space between having the firepower you want, it's got more firepower than a Lehman Russ, but it's certainly a hell of a lot more maneuverable than a Bane Blade. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you said it's 285? 285 with everything on it. Okay. 285. So two of those for just under 600 points. It's an investment, but it's going to, you're you're investing that many for 36
1: wounds that are going to be really hard to chip off. So, yeah.
0: All right. Very cool. What's the, uh,
1: uh, what's the next thing we should talk about? Uh, I think heavy weapons squads are an all-time favorite, right? This is a cool... Oh, yeah. yeah Everybody yeah. loves these guys. Um, so they suffer because their ballistic skills are 5+, and all the weapons are heavy. Um, however, they have the ability covering fire, which means if they do Overwatch, they hit on fives, but they hit on fours if they're within six inches of um, a platoon unit. And the platoon units are things like the Cadian Shock Troops, that kind of stuff the okay. like, battle line um this is particularly silly on mortars <laughs> because it means you can overwatch a target you can't see and hit them on better than what you could normally shoot them on <laughs> um yeah that is silly but uh Why? I, I mean I, that I doesn't make sense these at all models, but uh that mortars uh are going to be a good choice in the army just bear in mind that um Anybody else's indirect fire is going to pretty quickly wipe these off the map. Yes, indeed.
0: All right. Um, and then field ordinance battery. I got a little bit of taste of these. Um, what uh, do you at, think uh, at LSO? Uh, the 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 guy I played against. Uh, great opponent, by the way. Um, he was using the. He had three of the bombast field guns for the indirect fire. Okay. Um, they're they're obnoxious. They're not super tough, but they were obnoxious, especially because it was hard it was easier to get a line of sight on his basilisks than on his mm. um bombast guns because bombast guns are smaller, so it was easier for him to put them. He also um was an absolute legend and he brought the uh the uh fortification, the uh build uh, yes. the, nice. the defense line. Yeah. So, uh so yeah, they I would say with D6 attacks, obviously they're a little swingy, but mm. you know, it, they they certainly did work uh, into my uh, Tau infantry. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't they didn't scratch the paint on any of my bigger stuff, but yeah. it, against infantry they were they were legit.
1: Yeah. So I've tried these as well, but I really like the heavy las cannon, which is heavy, obviously. Um, two shots, strength fourteen, AP three, D six plus one damage. Um, yeah. And of course you get two of these these um, these uh, batteries. Well, the the battery is two things. Anyway, um, so if they stay still, though, and they have an order, they get sustained hits one, uh, which is quite nice. The only issue is that you need to be able to set these up in a place where they're going to be able to shoot something next turn, and you're going to have to accept that you're going to take some fire potentially as well. Um, But these guys are relatively tanky, especially with cover, because their base is massive, and the fire you get out of them is not bad. The only problem is... They went up twenty points because they have an indirect option on the wep- on the on the uh, unit, um, right? And I think that's sort of become overcosted for any of the other options on the unit, uh, and arguably even the the one that is indirect is not good enough to be worth that point so like, Anyway, yeah,
0: um, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's the the indirect one is blast heavy indirect, so. It's a Ballistic Seal 5, but it's heavy and it's indirect, so you're not going to move it. You're just going to park it behind something and shoot. And it's got a 48-inch range, which is you know more than half the table. Yeah. So he's get they're going to be hitting on 4-ups, firing indirect, All right, They're back down to 5-ups, yeah. unless you issue them an order, order which yeah, gives they. them a plus on Ballistic Seal. So now they're back to hitting on 4s. Yeah, sustained- and there's Strength 7, AP 1, 2 damage with sustained hits. And they got blasts. So into most infantry squads, you're getting at least, you know, minimum three shots out of it, but statistically mm-hmm. five. Um, so five shots, and it's two ordnance teams for one for your 120 points. So two of these guns, you you're yeah. putting out a decent volume of fire. So I think it's that decent. the the indirect the the field gun option is good if you want to just thin out infantry. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of GSC in your meta and you just want yeah. to murder stuff yeah. that's you know hiding
1: just out of sight or whatever. Yeah, eh. yeah, It's the AP one that's the issue for me, but there are ways you can get around that. Cause yeah, it's just difficult to find ignores cover with guard. That's, that's one of their biggest issues is, is ignoring cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's anyway, anyway, I love this model. I think it's fantastic. I've got one and I'm going to paint it up even if it's bad. Yeah. And like so you cool. said,
0: like you said at the beginning, if there are at least four different legitimate ways to play guard. So if, if this suits your, this is, this is do not take us sort of sounding kind of lukewarm on these field ordnance batteries. If it suits your play style, by all yep. means, go for it. Yeah. Don't, exactly. you know, there, there, it is a viable unit that you with plenty of reps can make work. Yeah. So,
1: uh, all right. Um,
0: but should right. we talk about the, the 87 Lehman Russ variants?
1: Um, I think I can probably sum them up very quickly. Um, so yeah, listen up for the numbers. Can't go uh, Vroom, go bang bang? Yeah, exactly. Well, let's cover the base stat line first, and then we will going okay. have to do it again. Uh, so 10-inch move, toughness 11, decent. Uh, 2 plus save, 13 wounds, 7-up uh, leadership, and OC 3. Nice, solid uh, And that's And that's all defense. of them all across the board? All of the Lehman is exactly the same profile, yeah. Okay. So the main battle tank um, obviously has the battle cannon, uh, and it's strength 10, AP 1, flat 3 damage. D6 plus three shots, obviously blast. Um, that's okay. The AP is the issue there. You can get around that. However, the ability this guy gets is um, reroll hit rolls of one or all reroll hits uh, if you're targeting someone on an objective. So, actually, this is okay. probably one of the most reliable outputs of battle tank. Um, but in a common trend among the battle tanks, they are quite expensive. Uh, coming in at roughly 200 points on average.
0: Yeah, the. Yeah. The main one is 195. The demolisher is 220. And the rest of them are all ranging between, they're all between 180 and 220. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're definitely putting some points in. Just spend the extra 85 and get a Rogaldorn.
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, I would. Because uh, you compare these to some of the other tanks in the game, like the, the Space Ring Predators and things. And yes, they're not quite as durable, but they hit, they're much more accurate. You get a lot more out of them because, you know, um, they're doing more for you. Right. Anyway, so we've then got the Demolisher, um, probably the, the strongest one. Uh, it's limited by the 24-inch range on its main gun, um, but the, the stats, D6 plus three shots, uh, strength 14, AP3, D6 damage. Um, that is a really solid uh, anti-knight, anti-whatever profile you just have to get within 24-inch range. Perhaps this is where you use strategic reserves. Um, this guy's really cool because it can use its demolish battle cannon against targets that are on engage- that are in engagement range of it. And while it's in engagement range, it doesn't suffer any penalties to hit rolls for any of its guns. So no minus one from big guns. No minus time. one. Exactly. So nice. you load this out with loads of guns and it's firing full of efficacy all the time. Okay. Which is why it's the most expensive one. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and then there's the is it the, the was the Vanquisher the one that was the
1: um, ignores invulnerable version last... It was, yes. It was yeah. very good last edition. Now it doesn't ignore invulnerable saves, and therefore is not very good. <laughs> right. Um,
0: and does not have devastating wounds,
1: and does no. not do... Yeah. Yeah, If it had devastating wounds, there might be an argument, because you do have re-rolls against sponsors and vehicles with this guy, um, uh, of, of wounds. But, you know, it's one shot hitting on a 4-up, 3-up with a thing, uh, and it's heavy, I guess. Strength 18, AP4, D6 six plus 6 damage. It's just not reliable enough. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Punisher. Unless unless you have oh, a yeah. uh, a Scout Sentinel targeting for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get that reroll ones, and then you could sit still with it and have Ballistic Skill 3-up order. Yeah. Sit still, hits on twos, rerolling ones, and then rerolls the wounds. Um, yeah. That's just a lot of work to go through for one Strength 18 shot. Yeah, which on a 4 pin run or something is wasted half the time. Right.
0: Yeah, most 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 uh, custodians will look at that. And go, that's cute. Exactly, it's still about two hundred points. So, yeah, it's sad. All right. Uh, um, how about the other way around with the with the Punisher?
1: The Punisher's actually not bad. Um, so the Gatling cannon is twenty-four inch range, twenty shots, hit on fours, strength six, AP zero, one damage. However, if it targets anything that isn't a monster or vehicle, it gets devastating wounds. Um, so not too bad. Yeah, only suffers from that high price tag. Um, but yeah, decent, especially good in Overwatch and stuff. Um, yeah, it's nice. Nice, nice little uh, tank.
0: Okay. Yeah, and with that volume of fire, you might actually get some devastating wounds off. I, I yeah. always look sideways at a, you know, a weapon that has one shot and has devastating wounds. That's, that's a nice thought, but it's, you know, in, in, in all of, I, had, I ran two rail cannons uh, on hammerheads at Lone Star. And mm. fired him pretty much every turn of every game. So, what is that? 10, 60 times I shot those things? Yeah. Right, right around. How many times did the devastating wounds go off for me? Once. Yeah. Now, was it fun to pick up an entire Terminator squad with that? Absolutely. Did it really make the <laughs> game pivotal for me in any way, shape, or form? No.
1: Yep. Uh, uh, so, all right. Um, uh, executioner,
0: executioner. Exterminator.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this is... Um, it's not bad. It's strength eight. AP 3, flat 3 damage. So it's a nice flat 3 damage with high AP. That's what you get out of this guy. Um, uh, And then if it targets something below half strength, you get plus one to hit. It's not going to happen a lot, but it's nice when it does. Yeah. All right. The Exterminator autocannons. This one's actually really good. Oh, okay. In a a weird twist of something that's been terrible for years, uh, this one's bounced around, and I actually really like it, and I've been running one with the guard. Oh, okay. So the main weapon because, is the...
0: Because the rapid-fire autocannons? Um,
1: yes, yeah, so it's its weapon and its ability. Uh, they're both very useful. So the autocannon is rapid-fire 4 um, at 48 inches, and it's 4 shots normally. So you 24, you're going to get 8 shots. And it's twin-linked, so you reroll wounds with it as well. Uh, and it's strength 9, AP 1, flat 3 damage. That's pretty decent, um, especially yeah. with the inbuilt reroll wounds. Then it's got this ability where if after you shot, um, select someone that was hit by the autocannon until the end of the phase, any of your other Astro units that targets them gets an extra AP against them. So that inadvertently is going to help your Rogal Dawns get the extra AP, um, and even your your lowly Lasguns an extra AP. Um, And this does stack with a stratagem that you could be using as well that turn. it's a good way of getting around cover because we don't have any way of getting ignores cover um, short of a Hellhound. Um, so increasing AP across everything against one target is really handy.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see where that would... It's a nice... It's almost better as a support piece and it will also yeah. kill kill yeah, infantry exactly. and space rings exactly. really well. Okay. Um, and then last but not least, the Eradicator...
1: It's basically a terrible version of the Demolisher, to be completely frank. Um, yeah. It's D3 plus six shots, so it's more reliable number of shots. But it's like seven AP1, two damage with Ignore's cover. Like, that's not, you know, and then its ability is exactly the same as the Demolisher with the ignoring penalties and, and shooting into combat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, sorry, guys.
3: Don't
0: yeah. waste your time. All right, uh, and then we get into all of the artillery carriages. Um, mm-hmm. um, basilisks, I can speak from personal experience. Basilisks are legit. Yeah. Um, the Earthshaker cannons, two hundred and forty inch range, just in case you needed to hit something two tables two tables over. Yeah. Um, and what, why? Uh, I mean, I get it's just <laughs> sort of you know, just to make a point, but you know, yeah. it's still also kind of a meme. Um, blast heavy indirect D six plus three shots ballistic skill four plus and it's heavy so obviously it's hitting on threes if it doesn't move but if it's firing indirect it's back down to fours strength eight AP two two damage at just sweet spot I'm gonna kill space marines
1: mm-hmm. yep and to make so, it one bit better if it hits anyone that's infantry then they're going to be minus two to their move and uh, minus two to their advance and charge rolls as well yeah which
0: is also was also a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, on the receiving end uh yeah thank you dakota appreciate that it was a lot of fun having all my my infantry <laughs> go even slower um no we had a great game uh D- dakota boyer was at, at long sorry, we, we had a fantastic game um and like i said absolute legend for bringing the uh uh the fortification so i got i got mad props for anybody that brings a fortification in a competitive list yeah so um all right then something you'll never see the hydra flat cannon it's a really yeah. cool looking model You it'll never yeah, see the it's, table it's yeah. No, nobody's sad. bringing anti aircraft. Uh, manticores. Our, our last edition. They were kind of a ubiquitous unit for. Yeah. Ig. They're
1: not, and- they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, so the storm eagle rockets aren't limited to four, uh, shooting phases anymore. Um. So it's blast. It's heavy. It's indirect. Uh, hundred twenty inch range. Um. So just one table over. Just one table over. Yeah. D six yeah. plus one shots. That's a bit of a. I don't like that. I've rolled a one several times using a manticore, and that's two shots. Um, <laughs> hit on fours, uh, strength 10, AP 2, flat 3 damage. That's a nice profile to have against a lot of different targets, um, but this guy is a bit mixed with what he's supposed to be shooting at, because his ability gives him real hits against a target unit that has five or more models. Um, yeah, so this one's a weird one. Yeah, um, that's, that's a
0: weird rule. Yeah. I'm abs- I'm just sitting here scratching my head.
1: What, why,
0: why?
3: Yeah.
1: Cause <laughs> you assume this is here to take out light vehicles and, and, and scratch vehicles, right. but yeah, the, the,
0: the profile and even the giant ass rockets on the model, those should be taking out, you know, rhinos or land speeders yeah. or,
1: you know, it's very strange to me. Um, this yeah. is 125 points now since the points increases and for the potential to have two shots a turn. I'm not sold personally, but I think if you build into artillery and you have several of these, then overall it probably will work for you, but you're going to sacrifice a lot when it comes to mission play. Just spend the extra 10 points, get a basilisk. I I unfortunately agree.
0: Yeah. And speaking from, from personal experience also, I, I just like seeing the basilisk because they remind me of the artillery pieces I saw being used when I was in the army. So, it, it's just yeah. a big artillery cannon. Like, it looks like it should. It's, love it. Uh,
1: all right. Wyverns.
0: Uh, mortar things. Not
1: great, unfortunately. Just take heavy weapon squads. Basically, yeah. it's it's blast, ignores cover, heavy indirect fire, twin linked. It's 2D6 sh- shots. I'm not taking a tank that has 2D6 shots. No. Uh, and AP 0? AP 0, 1 damage. I yeah. care if they ignore cover and they're twin linked. Yeah. Moving um, on. They... Make their target minus one to hit as well.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: the same thing with Death Strike,
3: two d six shots. The fact you have to roll a hit with it, even if it's on a two.
0: Yeah. Not great. Um.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, moving
0: on. Uh, all right. So for those people that want to play um the lightweight version of of Rhino Rush, if you if you really want to you know live out the glory days of being uh, mechanized infantry, um. Why would you? Um, says the guy who was a paratrooper he didn't ever want to die inside of a tank. Uh, <laughs> just shoot me out of the air instead, I guess. I'll play Skeet Pigeon. Um, Chimeras. T9, 10-inch move. I figured I would have a slightly better movement than 10, but I guess 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, T9, 11 wounds, 3-up, save.
1: Yeah. I mean, these are solid. Transports are very solid uh, in the estimate because yeah. time because you're, you're exchanging your toughness 3-5-up save for Uh, toughness, nine, three up, save, Uh, the only downside of course, is that the transports are more expensive than units themselves. Yeah. So when you look at efficiency, uh, maybe you feel like you're losing out there. I do really rate the Chimera Caden shock troop combo. Um, I definitely think there's a place for it. Uh, so this has the ability mobile command vehicle, so you can issue orders with officers that are inside it. Um, measuring from the vehicle. Um, it's got firing deck 2, so you can shoot out the top. So, Put two melter guns in it? Yeah. You, yeah. Here's the issue, right? Um, well, You could put heavy weapon squads in there. Maybe get two LAS cannons or oh, okay. um, two mortars. That's pretty funny, <laughs> actually. Um, so here's the issue. There's no way of getting orders on a unit that's just disembarked. Now, huh. I really want that to change, because it happened in, in last edition. You were able to do it. But it really neuters this type of build.
3: Yeah,
1: Um, You essentially don't get your ability. Um, And you can't order someone that's in a vehicle, because they're not within six inches of the person issuing the order, they're not on the table. Um, So really missing out, I think, there with with the index. uh, And hopefully, that that will get resolved. Um, Because it's, yeah, they're really missing that. Um, And it makes all these transports slightly less useful. but, yeah, here, not bad, not bad. Okay. Taurax, any better? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cheaper. Uh, it's only toughness 8 instead of toughness 9, but otherwise pretty similar, uh, and you can get out of it after it's advanced. Um, so, okay. yeah, it's not bad. twinling Tauracan's a decent gun as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Taurax is not bad, not bad at all. And they uh, both transport
0: 12 models?
1: That's right, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Alright, uh, and then the last transport we should talk about, I guess, is the Valkyrie?
1: Yes, uh, there is one more, which is the towers Prime. I think it's going to be at the end of the, the sheets, because it's oh, a okay. uh, Tempestus sort of vehicle. Uh, oh, okay. So the Valkyrie is actually really cool. Um, it's got a 2 plus save. I, I, I don't really know why, but I'm happy for it. I guess it goes into space, and therefore needs to be a bit more armored.
0: I mean... Valkyries and, and uh, Armored Sentinels, they just, you know, I guess
1: Belisarius Call said, no, no,
0: no, use this material for the armor.
1: Yeah, I just don't get it because, I, you know, it feels to me like the equivalent of like a, a helicopter. But um, obviously those don't have two plus saves. They um, do not. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's very survivable. It's got 14 wounds as well. Um, and obviously you can, it can hover, so you can start on the board. You can move 20 inches and do mission cards, so it's got a lot of mission play. Um, uh, You need to avoid it being tied up though, because then it's not going to be able to fall back and and shoot and stuff. Uh, In terms of actual shooting, it's got you can have a las cannon on there, you can have Hellstrike missiles or anti infantry missiles, Um, but it's not many shots and it's only hit on fours. There's no like heavy or anything, Uh, so it's not a particularly reliable damage output. However, you can put units in it. You can have 12 in there, and it can move 20 inches and then disgorge that unit, which is not bad. It's not bad, um, but transports, ideally, you want to have the ability to use them multiple times in a game. Right. Um, And yeah, I don't know. It's 200 points. So to put all this, the reason why I'm being a little bit negative is because it's very expensive. Yeah, Um, 200 points is a lot. It's my favorite aircraft in the game, but... Yeah.
0: Can we can we talk about the fact that now in tenth edition, if you, once you go from hovercraft to or aircraft mode to hover mode, you can't go back to aircraft mode?
1: No, it is. I understand that why doesn't make I sense, here,
0: but I, from a gameplay perspective, I can see the argument.
1: Yeah, it's simpler, it,
0: right? Yeah, it's. But th- this is one of those changes. I feel like
1: it was a change that was made that didn't need to get made. Yeah, and bear in now, mind that this does mean if it hovers, that it has to move diagonally over heights and, and things because our fly works right um i don't think the valkyrie should have to, anyway um yeah. so it's got, also, I'm going to sh- I'll, also i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw my
0: argument out there for any gw employees listening um bring back minus one to hit aircraft they're I supposed agree. to be moving fast they, they should be harder agree. to hit they're, you don't need to give them a two plus save but give them minus one to hit
1: yeah they're they're so easy to kill now even if they're actually flying um yeah. So grab Shoot Insertion is the ability it's got here. At the end of your opponent's movement phase, um, one or more units embarked within it can disembark, provided every model in the unit has the Deep Strike ability. Yeah. Um, this, I hope, one day changes to just any unit, because as soon as you attach a character to the Scions, your only Deep Strike unit. They can't use this ability, yeah. um, which sucks. Uh, so yeah. I hope in the future this gets changed so that anybody can do it. Otherwise, it's a really cool ability, because it means you can get out, then be eligible to receive orders when it comes to your actual turn, and then move off and do stuff. I really like the ability, and I love the Valkyrie as a whole, um, but I think that the Deep Strike requirement there is is a big issue. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, All right, then we've got
0: um, 18 different Baneblade variants. Yes, you skipped over the Aegis defense line. I'm
1: surprised you managed to control yourself there. I did. There. I
0: did skip over the Aegis defense line. I didn't, you know, because just I'm just trying to move things along here. But yeah. obviously, <laughs> it's a fortification. I love seeing people bring their own fortifications. I think it's you know,
3: yeah,
0: fortifications are cool conceptually, except for the hammerfall bunker. Still, sorry, I pour one out. Um, but T12 two up save ten wounds. Um, obviously zero OC. You're not parking the objective and holding it. Nice try, but. Um, the fact that every model inside that you you know put behind it gets uh, benefits of cover, um,
1: and a four plus invulnerable save,
0: and a four plus invulnerable save. That's the part that's really cool is yeah. the fact that any infantry model gets the benefit of cover if they're on or in this defense feature, and they get a four up invulnerable. Nice, nice. So yeah. it does. Yeah, you 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 end up actually having to like. All right rather than trying to waste a lot of shots and flip coins on whether not I'm killing anything, you have to put your shots into the defense line itself, which means you are spending valuable shots that could be put into vehicles or something shooting at a T 12, 10 wound two up save fortification. That's not going anywhere. That only costs your opponent 145 points. So yeah. I think there is a legit strat again. I know I keep mentioning him Dakota legend for bringing a defense line and Um, It actually did serve him pretty well, you know, all all things being equal. I just ignored it and didn't shoot at it but because I had a lot of other stuff I needed to worry about. And I think the only problem with it was the fact that it doesn't have an OC, so it was not allowing him to hold an objective. But other than that, it was – I think if you park some heavy weapons inside of it or he had his um, uh, bombard guns behind it, Mm. so – they get the four binvoln, um, yeah, I like it. So they get the four binvoln. So yeah, so when I did shoot at him the couple of times, he he got a four binvoln on his field artillery batteries. So there, it has some play. Don't don't just go to look at it when you guys are putting together your IG list and go, nah. Give it a thought. Yeah. I think there's there's some, there's definitely some play there. Yeah. So, all right, blades and the yeah. eighty seven variants they're in. Uh, you and I were talking have- about this a little bit before when we were pre showing. Yeah, the, there's he, a couple cool here that has some some awesome
1: special abilities. Yeah, let's go through the um the, the characteristics of them all okay. of them, basically. Yeah, so it's, it's movement nine, um, toughness thirteen. Okay, so Lascan's wound on fives and stuff. Two up, save, twenty four yeah. wounds. OC eight. Nice. Very respectable. Very respectable. The yes. the movement nine is a bit
0: misleading because we play a game that has terrain. Yes. And especially if so which is a, which honestly is why player placed terrain events are good for this because you can be like oh no i want to make sure that i have an extra wide highway that my bane sword can drive down or my doom hammer can drive down so you can place your terrain to make sure you have that at least you can move it into the middle of the table yeah. but you know other than that it's a great profile i mean t13 is even it's, a even a, a yeah. hammerhead railgun's only wounding you on a 3
1: that's so, about to crack yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, should we cover just a couple of them?
0: Yeah, let's just pick a couple of the ones that have the really, uh, you know, unique special abilities. Yeah, because you you guys can go through the. I mean, there there really is. I think there's like eight versions. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, they they're, and all of them have very unique abilities. All of them are very cool. Again, I've seen them in boxes. I've never seen them in the wild at a competitive event. That at least not that I've played against. Um, props to anybody who brings one. And I think there's a couple here that I think. Have some legit.
1: Work.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the price tags are high. You're talking 500 on average. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff going on here. So, all right. So, which one do you want to start with? Should we talk about the Bane Sword? Sure. So, I know you like this one. Um, the Quake Cannon blast ignores cover. So, this is 72 inch range. D6 plus six shots. Hitting on fours, drink sixteen, AP four, flat four damage. That's going to kill stuff. I used one in the last edition, and it was very effective. Um, yep. Armor obliteration is the ability here. So what this does is basically it causes um, any model that is destroyed, their de- deadly demise ability goes off on a 3+, plus instead of a 6.
0: Yes. I, so, I, I am so teased by the idea of blowing up one vehicle and causing it to chain a reaction into other vehicles, and, or, right. or just you know, splashing Correct. damage. Yeah.
1: I'd love to use this against Steve.
0: I'm sure he'd really enjoy that. Oh my god, he'd have a left eye twitch by
1: the time that game was done. Yeah, (laughs) I love this thing. I I think it's I think it's awesome. It's probably one of my go tos. I think of the Super heavies. Um. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's a it's a.
0: I don't think I won't call it a meme, but I think it's it's a clever, cool ability that if you if you play it right into certain, especially into certain lists, it would be hilarious. Also. While I'm thinking about it, what's the deadly demise ability on a um, on a wraith knight? Oh, no, I haven't. We haven't done the uh, Eldari uh, index review yet.
1: Let me just see up. if I
0: can pull that up real quick.
1: Research list on my uh, app here. Uh, D D6. six, just D6.
0: okay. D D6. six. So blow up a blow up a wraith knight. Somebody thinks they're real clever. Blow up a wraith knight and have it do D six mortal wounds to everything around it. I like it. I. Love that idea. I'm here for it. I want to see it happen in real life. Somebody please make it happen and then send me pictures or something on Instagram. For the love of God. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway. That's why I like the idea of the main sword. Yeah. Um, But like Mike uh, said, they're stupidly expensive. It's 515 points. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not the most expensive version of The super heavy tank, but it's definitely, yes, yeah, cheap,
1: yeah.
0: All right, so, all so right,
1: what else? Someone mentioned this combo, and I think it's hilarious, so we're going to talk about it here. Um, okay. it's the Storm Lord, this is the transport, um, and it has a capacity of 40 Astro Militarum infantry models, okay. okay, and it has firing deck 24. <laughs> now, if you've got a vehicle with firing deck. It's just a rolling headquarters. You equip it with those weapons. So you could pack this in with however many heavy weapon teams you want. Um, a bunch of infantry squads that also have heavy weapons uh, on them. And then you can give this an order with Leontis for ballistic skill 3+. And that will apply to all of the guns that you've just... Or rather, plus one ballistic skill. That will apply to all of the guns that are going to be shot using this tank. Um, including those 24 extra guns. So um, you're walking around with probably a thousand points worth uh, in one tank, um, yeah. firing a million shots uh, of all kinds of varieties. And yes. um,
0: yeah, I mean, and that's uh, not, and that's not even including the that's not even including the Vulcan Mega Bolter that's twenty attacks with sustained hits, one strength yeah. six AP, one two damage.
1: So yeah, yeah. So th- there's a good good one for you guys. Um, yeah. try that out. I might have to get one just to see what it does. Yeah,
0: um, the one that the one that kind of irked me when I read it was the was the shadow sword. Uh, it's
3: the, it's, yeah.
0: it's it's supposed to be the Titan Killer. It even it's the its special rule is titled Titan yeah. Killer, Volcano Cannon Blast. Why? Question mark. Range ninety six d three plus one attacks. And remember, it's for shooting titans, vehicles, and monsters. So why do we care about blast? I think but it's to it's sh- stop
1: it a... shooting something that it's in combat with. I think that's the... Uh, I don't know why that sense. matters, but yeah.
0: Right. That would... Okay. Um, but uh, so ballistic skill for uh, strength 24, AP 5, flat 12 damage. Awesome. Sounds great. Awesome. Still concerned that it only has two to four shots, but okay. But here's its titan killer ability. When it targets a monster vehicle unit, it gets devastating wounds. Why? I mean, it's great if you're a six. Right. Like, okay, then give it anti-vehicle four plus or something. Like, make the the mortal wounds have some sort of meaning. But doing it on a gun that has two to four shots, your chances of rolling a devastating wounds is similar to my devastating wounds at Lone Star. It's real low. It's so,
1: only four hundred and forty
0: points though, Dave. So well, never mind then. I take back all of my complaints. <laughs> um, what was I thinking? So yeah, so anyway, it cool model, but that not one of the better versions in this no, one, I think. Unfortunately the, not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then then we gotta talk about the other one that you like, the storm sword. Yeah, the storm sword. I think that's that that one's that one's got some legit play and it's yeah,
1: it's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much the same gun profile as the Bane Sword we talked about earlier, except it's D6 plus two damage instead of four. What this thing does is um, after you've selected the target for its um, siege cannon, you roll a dice for the target unit and every other unit within three inches. Bear in mind that's including friendly ones, which is hilarious. Um, on a five-up, they're struck by a concussive wave and suffer D3 mortal wounds after you've fired the main weapon. So. I mean that's pretty cool, especially if you shoot yeah. a big target and there's a lot of units nearby. Yeah. Um, or
0: yeah, you're yeah. shooting something early, early on in the game when things are still clustered up in a deployment zone, mm. and it's a 48 inch range gun. So if, if you can get line of sight, you you probably yeah. can pull this off. Yeah. Hitting slapping D three mortal wounds on everything around is pretty cool.
1: It is. Yeah. Um. And over the course of the game, could be incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so and that's in addition to all of its other blaze cannons and heavy yeah. bolters, yeah, and yeah. heavy yeah. flamers and all that so yeah i think i i think that that i think that the shadow sword or the bane sword are are, are, are the top picks for me
3: mm-hmm.
0: um for for bane blade the Variants, storm sword you know. yeah storm sword yeah yeah uh yeah storm sword storm sword and then the, um, what was the one that i like bane, bane, sword, bane right? sword yeah bane sword yeah, yeah. Uh, There was there there was only like three words, and they just sort of put them in all random orders to name all these. Yeah, storm, shadow, sword, and bane, and hammer. Hammer. Um, All right. Uh, Do uh, do we need? Should we give a a quick uh, mention to the Tempesta Scions?
1: Uh, It is worth it. I'm happy to run through really quickly. Um, The command squad has sustained hits one, much like a normal command squad. They can join um, scions. Scions can be led by two characters, so you could pair this up uh, with other characters like the the primary cycle we mentioned. Yeah, and then scions have reroll hits of one, but reroll everything against a target on an objective, uh, and they're pretty much otherwise the same as Kasakin. So what you get here is you can actually have this unit reroll all of its hits with sustained one, and then throw in that cycle for some pretty crazy damage. Yeah. Um, so this this is they they're good, they're really good scions, um, and they're cheap as well. But they're regiments; so they can get those orders. Um, and it can deep strike, so um, definitely worth considering in a list. Yeah.
0: And like you mentioned earlier, they're the only units in the game. The the command squad and the Temesta science squad are the only units in the uh, in the index that have deep strike. Yeah.
1: So yeah, good exactly. for mission play too. Yeah. And then Taurus Prime. Uh, so this one, uh, after it's shot something, um, each time a friendly model that disembarked shoots something, um, you get reroll wounds. Yeah. Which is Which, uh, excellent. It's the only source of reroll wounds really beyond twin linked available to the guard. Yeah. Um, so your scions now are rerolling hits and wounds against the target. Yeah, so valid. Solid, valid and it, it has ballistic skill 3 plus base, so you could give it ballistic skill 2 plus with an order. Very cool.
0: Alright, so that pretty much takes us through all of the index cards. I know we were going to skip, I think we only skipped 3. I felt like we, <laughs> we yeah, were just like we like, wait, we gotta lot, wait, we got to talk about wait, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Usually we have, better, we have better discipline about that, but such is life. All right, so um, that went kind of long, so we're going to take a quick break um, for our third sponsor of the day, Siege Studios,
2: and we'll be back and talk about everything else. And now for a word from our sponsor, Siege Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, Siege Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship.
0: All right, we are back. And Mike, before we get into play styles, we got to talk about the enhancements and the strats. So, okay. Um, let's start with the Death Mask of Olanius.
1: Yep. So, officer model only. Um, these are all officer model only, all of these um, enhancements. Uh, Wild Bearers' Units Battleshock subtract one from the OC instead of zero. This is 10 points. If you've got the 10 points, chuck it on a command squad or whatever. Um, it's handy to keep them holding objectives. Um, yeah, but bear in mind, it doesn't do anything on the Cadians because they already ignore modifiers, including the OC one uh, from Battleshock. Yeah. So don't waste 10 points on your Cadian. No.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, then we got Drill Commander. While the bearer is leading a unit, each time a model on that unit makes a ranged attack. If that re- unit remains stationary this turn, a critical hit is scored on a successful unmodified hit roll of 5+. plus. So if you've got something that's going to get sustained hits...
1: Yep, you could pair up sustained and lethal from your, your attachment rule. Um, the only problem is you've got to stay still. Um, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's not bad, but um, it's it's difficult. There is one particular combo you can do with it and infantry squads with mortars and a platoon command with more in it, and they can stand at the back and you have three mortars with sustained and lethal on fives. Um, it's a decent combo. Okay. Um, that sounds yeah. obnoxious. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one. Kurov's Aquila. Um, Auto take. Definitely take this if you can, guys. I know it's 40 points, which is almost the same as one of your units, but definitely worth taking. Uh, so once a battle, you can make an opponent's and cost one extra for the rest of the game. Um, it's so useful. So useful. Yeah.
0: Especially with the, the prevalence of Overwatch.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, all right and then uh and then grand strategist which is only 15 points so i think this should be an auto take um in your command phase the bearer can issue one additional order
1: yeah yeah take this if you've got the um the points for it definitely uh this is if you are for some reason running a tank commander then put this on him straight away because he doesn't become valuable unless he can do two orders. yeah um yeah yeah decent decent um enhancement
3: okay
0: Alright, and then strats.
3: Cool.
1: Reinforcements. It's the best stratagem by far of the six, and if you can, save your command points to do this every turn. Um, It's two command points. Use it in any phase when a regiment unit from your army is destroyed. Uh, You can use this stratagem on that unit even though it was just destroyed. Add a new unit to your army identical to the destroyed unit in strategic reserves at its starting strength and with all its wounds remaining. You cannot use the stratagem to return destroyed character units to attached units. Okay, so quick list of the units you can use this on: any of your basic stuff, sentinels of both kinds. So you could bring back three armored sentinels. Um, with their two up safe. With their two up safe. Um, scions. Mm-hmm. Scions is big because if they go back into strategic reserves, they can arrive using their deep strike. Um, Yeah, so this is very, very powerful. Um, I think I used this to bring back about 400 points in my game against Knights. Um, Look, I still lost, but um, at least I had the pleasure. But you only lost by
0: like four points.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, I was playing with 2,400 points there. (laughs) Um, So that's really, really strong reinforcements. uh, Great, great stratagem. Um, It
0: is 2 CP, so you're you're not guaranteed to pull this off. Yeah.
1: Um, I'll mention now you cannot use Creed's ability to make it zero because you have to select a unit that's within 12 inches of her. And I'm sorry, guys, but if a unit's just been destroyed, it shouldn't be on the table and therefore won't be within 12 inches of Creed. Um, yeah. That is the way a lot of tournaments have ruled it as well. Uh, so, yeah, try not to do that. Which is which is also hilarious right.
0: because you can't technically target anything that's not on the table with a stratagem, and yet the rule says target one regiment that was just destroyed. So, eh. Yeah. Bending the rules there, but a little bit. But all right. Uh, Then we got Fields of Fire, which is another 2-CP strat. Uh, Target Mm -hmm. 1 regiment or squadron unit. Squadron units would be...
1: um, So they're like the tanks. Uh, Your Lehman Russes or your... Most of the vehicles, actually. uh, Except the super heavies. Um, Basically, what you do is you target an enemy unit with the unit using the strategy bomb. um, And then that enemy unit, you don't have to hit them. um, That enemy unit every incoming shot from a non-battle shot to regiment or squadron model against them has an extra AP. Okay? So this is a bit like the Lehman Russ Exterminator. And yes, it does stack. So if that fired at something and you used this, then the target would have an extra two AP against it for every regiment and squadron unit shooting at it.
0: Okay. So,
1: you know. yeah, This is the one you use for free with Creed.
0: Yeah. And that's the pick something large and make sure that everything you shoot at gets to the armor and you bring it down. All right. Um, And then suppression fire for one CP, use it in your shooting phase on one astro military infantry unit that has not been selected to shoot this phase and one enemy unit. If your astro military unit scores one or more hits against that enemy unit this phase till the end of your opponent's next turn, they have a minus one to hit.
1: Yeah, um, I probably don't need to tell you at this stage, but the main threat to your Astro Militarum is not anything that isn't monsters and vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this ability is pretty limited in its use, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I would say, oh, well, what about GSC? But they're just going to mortal wound the crap out of you, so this doesn't help you there either. Yeah,
1: they're not there to sh- to shoot at before they arrive right. <laughs> from deep strike. So right, they're going to show from deep strike, bomb you off <laughs> yeah. the table, and yeah. go have a go have a smoke. Yeah.
0: Um, Alright, uh, next one is Expert Bombardiers.
1: Okay, it's not bad. Um, so, one a retiring unit with, your, with a Voxcaster, and you target an enemy unit that's visible, basically, to the end of the phase, uh, each time you fire with an indirect weapon against that visible unit to this Voxcaster uh, unit, you get plus one to hit against them, unless your unit is Battleshocked. So, it's like an immediate ignore-the-effects-of-indirect stratagem right? against a specific target. Um, but obviously it will stack with the scout sentinel's ability. So you could have plus two to hit essentially um, against an enemy target. Uh, and then you could have your, your skill modifier and potentially heavy or whatever and hit on threes or, or twos, depending on the, the, the vehicle. So this is not bad. It's very useful for artillery. Um, and that, well, not really useful for anything else. to be fair. Right.
0: Indirect fire. We're going to nerf it across the entire game and everybody gets minus one to hit when you're firing indirect. Oh, look, everybody who can fire indirect has a way around it. Yes. <laughs> Great. Sensational. All right. Um, inspired command, one CP, use it in your opponent's command phase. One militar officer can issue one order as if it were your command phase.
1: This is pretty good, actually. This one's pretty good. Um, very good for issuing plus one save in an emergency yeah. to your casakin or your scions to get them on a three-up save. Um that's the main use of this order. Uh, it's not necessarily useful for OC manipulation, but I can see a situation where you could deny your opponent primary points uh, by issuing this order to yourself. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and then uh, Armored Might.
1: Yes. So uh, after your opponents um, selected one of your vehicle targets, one of your vehicle units as a target, you can reduce incoming damage by one for the rest of the phase. Two command points, though, probably too expensive to really be used um, because um, Creed only affects regiment units. Um, You can't use this for free on most of your vehicles. There is the niche situation where your scout, sorry, your sentinels are regiment and vehicles. So you could actually, for free, with Creed, make your three armored sentinels minus one damage um, to the end of the shooting phase. It's just silly. Um, so In addition to their two armor save, of course.
0: Right. Uh, so this is the first index that I've gone through so far that has um, three of the six strats are all two CP each. Mm. For the reason, you must take Leontis. Exactly,
1: exactly. And don't use the other use...
0: stratagems because right.
1: your CP is better saved for these ones.
0: Yeah, there's there's about three that you you definitely want to use reinforcements a lot. You might want to use fields of fire, and probably definitely don't want to use expert bombardiers if you know you're at least counter battery firing against D cannons and other basilisks and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, you definitely this is a this is a index where you want CP as much as possible. So that makes Leontis even more of an auto take, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. all right, so you talked at the beginning about there's four basic play styles with, mm-hmm. um, you know, mechanized infantry, a chimera rush list. <clears throat> um, obviously tank heavy, um, infantry heavy, indirect fire heavy. Um, what I know you're getting, you're, you're, you've got a little over a month till, uh, LGT. Mm-hmm. So what's, um, what's your overall plan without giving away your list? Of course. Um, uh, what's your overall plan of, you know, or theme rather of, of or playstyle. So
1: my general plan is um, it's a little bit of a mixed list. I haven't actually got many artillery elements in there um, because of the, the points increases on them. Uh, but essentially I'm looking at using some tough vehicles and tanks to hold a second objective in no man's land. So like one in no man's land, whilst I hold my home one with some Cadians for um, sticky objectives. And then the plan is to kind of get another unit of Cadians onto the objective that my tanks are holding to get that sticky. And then I can kind of move um, forwards on that that side of thing. And then I've got a couple of units in Transports to try and score mission cards, um, as well as using the the reinforcement stratagem to uh, drop into strategic reserves and and turn up on my opponent's board edges and things to get other cards that I need to score as well. So that's my general plan is kind of you have this static element. um, You pick your, your two objectives you want to hold, and then you try and engage with the rest of the board as best you can. Um, that's probably going to go for a lot of astronauts return builds, like the artillery builds, you are kind of going to have to do that as well. Cause you're mostly static. Um, the mechanized builds are a bit faster and they are able to deny a bit of your opponent's primary by dropping those IOC uh, units onto the enemy's objectives. Um, but in general, you've got loads of fast units that could do cards for you. Um, uh, and you also have some tanky tough units. Um, in, in your field as well however your tank's quite expensive uh, your infantry doesn't do much apart from the, the scoring side of things and you're going to need your ability to use those stratagems properly and uh, think about your orders think about your next turn and whether things are going to be in order range that kind of thing um, yeah that's, that's sort of the what I would say is the general game plan um, play style with guard okay
0: yeah I I, I it seems like Um, you need some kind of a mixed play style of a little bit of this and a little bit of that, um, to do the, to, to play the secondaries now. So, especially if you're playing tactical. So, all right. Um, a little bit artillery. I can see a a really good list that mixes maybe some basilisks with some, you know, Cadian squads in chimeras Hmm. or something. Yeah. So, so you've you got, you can rush forward and get on some objectives, but meanwhile, do it under the cover of a lot of indirect fire and maybe have a couple of Rogel Dorns's, you know, to take off. Yeah. Right so, all right. Um, so playing the primary, uh, like you just discussed, there's a couple of, di- there's a few different ways. So scoring secondaries, do you think it, you, a, a couple of individual units of scout Sentinels are
1: necessary? or something similar to definitely yeah so the sentinels are great for both secondaries and doing that spotting ability um transports are great because the transport itself can do the ability while the unit does something else or vice versa Uh, so you get the firepower from the transport or the unit and then uh, the action as well um so those are generally your your action monkeys and scions deep striking is obviously pretty pretty handy because they're very small you can fit them in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, having those little small units is going to be key. Gaunt's Ghost is huge because they've got
0: that infiltrator and lone Mm. operative. So they can be running around doing, and their redeploy shenanigans, they can do a lot of good, reliable secondary mission play too. Yeah. All right. Um, So, I mean, strengths and weaknesses for the guard strengths is volume of fire, weaknesses is low toughness.
1: Yes. What else? Um, Hit penalties. Um, any kind of hit penalties is uh, I guess it's more of a threat but um, hit roll penalties is, is a big problem um, toughness 12 can be a, a real issue for guard uh, especially at a distance you know the demolisher cannon is only 24 inch range and there isn't yeah. any other gun that's, that's high enough strength to deal with that um, so that's an issue fast melee as well
3: can cause all sorts of problems
0: yeah melee is generally not a threat to a lot of factions, you know, it's it's it seems yeah. like it's been deeply depowered, but I can definitely see where world leaders or blood angels would still cause problems yeah. for
1: yeah uh guard. Yeah, mortal wounds and high AP is is yeah, a big big weakness of guard. Um yeah. no invulnerable um, saves, yeah. No save against mortals.
0: Unless no invulnerable saves, unless you bring that Aegis defense line.
3: That's yeah, exactly.
0: So uh opportunities and threats.
1: Um, so opportunities would mentioned- be like the Aegis defense line, yeah, or the Tech Priest get you that in yeah, um, yeah, and of course taking transports to protect your toughness three models. Okay, uh, and like you said, threats anything that's going to
0: penalize your shooting in any way give yeah. you penalties to hit or penalties to wound yeah. on your shooting. So um, all right, and, and battle shock in things as well because you're not not particularly
3: great against battle shock, so that can be a problem as well. Yeah.
0: Um. Also, threats. Anything with high volume of fire. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Some lists have struggled with bringing a high volume of fire. So, I think that's definitely a. That was my challenge in in my game against Dakota. Was it was mm-hmm. I didn't have a volume of fire to take out all the bodies he had. So when he was just swamping the board with infantry, yeah. I would just didn't have the shots to. Especially because he was smart and took out all my infantry guys first with his indirect. So mm-hmm. I ended up with. A whole lot of high you know high strength shots i could really kill one guy really well but the other yeah. 19 in the squad were still bad, dumb and happy so all right um <clears throat> anything else you want to touch on
1: um well i mean I, I may have sounded negative through a lot of of the data sheets and stuff but uh, honestly um i've been really enjoying guard i think they promote they present a challenge um, in tackling all the sorts of things in the way that the army works is really enjoyable to um, work your head around. So, yeah, don't lose hope. There's plenty there for the guard. Um, just play with them more and more. Get used to the mechanics uh, and you will overcome those obstacles. Okay. Um,
0: and I think, uh, if I remember correctly, um, guard was one of the um, factions that had a codex announced for spring. Oh. I do That's believe, exciting. I, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to remember which, um, which codexes they, they listed as coming out and when,
1: but I seem yeah, to I, recall. Maybe I only not. remember Marines, NIDS, and then Admech and Necrons, but maybe they announced further than that. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, wait, let me pull it up real quick. I know where I've got it. It's, right. I had to take a screenshot of it. So. Uh,
3: That'd be exciting though. If We get it uh, to use it. Is.
0: But more than it is two months, Admech, So it's Tyrannid Space Marines, Admech, Necrons. Uh, oh no, it was Custodes that I was thinking of. Right, okay. the So in this in the springtime next year, it's supposed to be a Dark Angels Orcs Custodes, Tau, and Cast Space Marines. So no, Guard are going to be stuck on the index for a little while, but we're also still wondering, everybody in the and by we, I mean everybody. Um, is still waiting to see if we're gonna resume a data slate schedule like we were doing in ninth, you know, in time tell. September. So time will tell. So um that is that is something we can only all just stand by and hope and wait for. Yeah. yeah. So all right. In the meantime, um I do have a um rules are question from Elliot Lansden Bridge. Uh put it on our um in the uh sticky message I put on the community of, uh, on the competitive 40 K community Facebook page. And, um, his question was how do abilities like Vect and CP costing more abilities interact with thousand suns echoes from the warp ability that uses a separate mechanic for zero CP cost for strats. Uh, not that the CP is reduced to zero CP, but Cabal points activating an stratagem for free. He says, I think echoes of the warp work around Vect hashtag Magnus did nothing wrong. Um, I looked up the echoes of the warp ability it says use this ritual at the start of any phase once this uh once this phase you can select this psykers unit as the target of a stratagem for 0 cp even if
1: you've already used that stratagem this phase Well it would still be affected the same way as I think other 0 cp abilities Yeah I think right? so because of the yeah. wording exactly the same Um yeah. yeah so you'd set it to 0 and then you add one from the uh the modifier Yeah Yeah, yeah. that's
0: how I read it too so
1: yeah. Anytime an ability like Vector
0: Calidus causes a strat to increase in cost, you have to apply that penalty after the cost mm-hmm. of the strat is set to zero. Whether you're doing it with an Echoes of Warp or Space Ring Captain, a IG character officer, or whatever. Yeah. So the cost of strat is set to zero by Echoes of the Warp for you, Elliot, and then the plus one from Vector Calidus or whoever gets applied. So it would, you'd still be paying the one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I couldn't find where that was written, but I know it's in the um rules commentary. Yeah. Yeah, The rules commentary. So anyway, all right. Um, That's it. We're good. Everyone go home. All right. What? It's over. Go home. Uh, (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for giving us your time and attention. I am sorry it took us two weeks to get this episode out. Um, You know, life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, So um, I'm going to try to get death card. My, I've got plans to get death guard recorded next. I uh, got a friend of mine from the Hobby Goblins down in Florida. He's going to come on and, and talk uh, to us about Death Guard. I'm sure he will regale us with how he has beaten me mercilessly with his Death Guard a couple of times. Um, and then I'm going to see about uh, GSC if I can get, um, you know, an hour and a half of Steve's time. He's been insanely busy with remodeling the studio and all that. So um, I'm waiting on Eldari. I know people have asked me when, when are we doing the Eldari review because they want to know about Eldari. I'm waiting on them intentionally very lo- late because we're all hoping that they get some kind of a nerf bat to the head because obviously with a 70% ish win rate over the last couple of weeks of GTs and majors, um, there's really not anything to discuss about Aldari until they get worked down a little bit. Um, so there's, there's just nothing. I mean, let's talk about Aldari. All right. So they're going to put some stuff on the table and then by the end of turn two, you have no models left. Like that's, that's the play style. It's, there's nothing to discuss. So I'm waiting on that one on purpose until they're in doubt. I did talk to Ben Jones. He's gonna to try to come on and talk about Drakari. Um, which so um we'll get some for those uh, elf lovers out there, we will get some elf contact for you soon. Um I'm not intentionally trying to, you know, ran on all your parades. It's just, you know, craft world, not a conversation. Um, okay. So um, also, that said, we also know from that announcement that the, the Warcom was on that I was just looking up uh, and referencing that the new codexes are supposed to start dropping sometime this fall, which I'm guessing is probably starting in September-ish. It's my best guess. No, I don't have inside baseball information. Um, but uh, it just says, that, you know, they said autumn 2023, so that would be September-ish timeframe, September-October. Um, so... Uh, obviously when codexes start running out, I'm trying to get these indexes done as quickly as possible to clear the way for the codexes. So, cause then we're actually going to start this all over again and talk about the new stuff. Um, so there is a plan sort of, um, having the codexes, you know, we can have some more dynamic, you know, once we get through some codexes and stuff, we can have some more dynamic conversations about other things besides just reviewing data sheets. and data. Yeah, absolutely. There's a whole lot to talk about a 10th. We can't get to yet. Yeah. Um, But I also don't want anybody to feel like, you know, I ignored a particular faction or index just because, you know, I don't care. Yes, I will even do Space Wolf. Um, So anyway, just wanted you guys to have an idea of the overall plan so you know what to expect and look forward to. Until then, however, this is Dave Colmel for Michael Costello and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, the only hope you have is to accept the fact that you're already dead. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier is is supposed to function. Without mercy, without compassion, without remorse. All war depends on it. Take care.